Coming up on today's show, more upsets means more teams on the bubble and in the NCAA tournament picture out of the Big Ten. Could the conference really pull off nine conference teams in the tournament? We'll break it down right here on Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten, your place to go for everything that you need to know going on in Big Ten sports every single weekday. Coming up on today's show, we got a big, big weekend of Big Ten basketball coming up as every weekend is down the stretch here in the conference. Right now, there are maybe even nine Big Ten tournament teams out there. We'll talk about that in just a second, but it's going to be a really, really interesting case to make down the stretch here to see how many of those teams can actually make it past Selection Sunday. Thanks again for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every weekday. Let's start off by again giving you all the scores and looking ahead to the weekend of games here in the Big Ten. Only a couple of men's basketball games to tell you about from yesterday. Michigan was facing off against Iowa in the biggest game of the evening. The Wolverines picked up a needed win on the road, 84-79, to the final score, and it helps their tournament case, which again we'll get to in just a moment. The only other game of the night was Minnesota on the road facing off against Penn State, and the Gophers did not look good against the Nittany Lions. The final score is 67 to 46. Minnesota's now scored 46 and 45 against Michigan in their last two games. Ben Johnson's squad hitting a bit of a snag at the end of the season here. Looking forward to the weekend, only one game on the Big Ten schedule here on the Friday. Maryland is on the road at Nebraska, but a couple of good ones here on Saturday. Number 12, Illinois, is at number 19, Michigan State. That'll be the biggest game of the weekend in the Big Ten. But another good one in Iowa on the road at Ohio State, the number 18 team in the country. Hawkeyes just coming off that loss to Michigan last night. They'll be looking for a bounce-back win on Saturday. Also, Minnesota's back in action trying to figure out what's going on with its offense at home against Northwestern on Saturday, too. A couple of games on Sunday to go over as well. The good one is Michigan on the road at Wisconsin in Madison to face off against the 20-5, number 15 team in the nation, Badgers. And also, Purdue is at home against Rutgers, looking to get some revenge after the Scarlet Knights beat the Boilermakers in New Jersey earlier this season. That's a look at the weekend ahead of Big Ten basketball. We'll talk about all of it here later on in the show. But first, we got to tell you all the shakeups in the field of 68 since we last talked to you yesterday. Joe Lenardi is updating people every single day on what he believes the field to be, according to his an- analytics and analysis. And as it stands, we gained a Big Ten team each of the last two days in his field. As Michigan slides in with the win over Iowa yesterday, Big Ten now has nine teams in the field according to Joe Lenardi's bracketology no other team in the NCAA has more than seven teams according to his predictions here's how they break down pretty much the same at the top Purdue is a two seed Illinois and Wisconsin now both sit on the four line before it was the Badgers or I'm sorry the Illini as a three seed Michigan State and Ohio State are both five seeds I was down to an eight seed after the loss yesterday here's the big surprise Rutgers actually jumped Indiana. Rutgers now a 10 seed. Indiana looking at an 11 seed and drifting closer and closer to that bubble. And then finally Michigan jumps into the field as the second to last 
team in by winning yesterday. That adds up to nine teams again total out of the Big Ten. Can they all make it? We talked about that on the show yesterday. I believe they can and easily, but it's going to have to work out the wins and losses the rest of the way because, again, you have a team like Indiana who, while everybody else is trying to move up, somebody else has to be losing those games, and we're seeing a team like the Hoosiers right now starting to drift down a bit. So hopefully everything balances out and we get as many chances to win this thing as the Big Ten can. We know it's been a while. Coming up on the show again, we're going to look ahead to the weekend of Big Ten basketball. Double teams in action with chances to get big wins. Other teams already in the tournament safely, but facing off against other top squads trying to figure out, are they ready to go for that deep March run? We'll break down the weekend of games coming up in the Big Ten here in just a second. Well, football may be over this season, but basketball is, of course, in full swing for both pro and college hoops. And for all the latest odds, totals, player performance, props, or anything else that you want to put your money on, Bet Online is the place to go, the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Bet Online remains the best spot for your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball, too. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, and all sorts of Olympics coverage as well. Head to the website today and use your mobile device as well to sign up. And again, it's Bet Online, where the game starts and where you need to be going for all your online sportsbook needs. Hey, welcome back into Locked On Big Ten, and thanks for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every weekday. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. We're going to talk a little bit of Big Ten basketball on the weekend coming up here, because as the weekends wind down in the regular season, every single Saturday and Sunday mean that much more because, I mean, one, you just know everyone in college basketball is playing, so there's going to be good games out there to be viewed. Let's start with the biggest game of the weekend, at least in my opinion. It's number 12, I don't know why I lost that for a second, Illinois facing off against number 19, Michigan State, on Saturday in Michigan. This one, I think, biggest game of the weekend, one, because these teams already played once before, and I don't feel like we got a very good feel of what this matchup really is. Illinois won it by one without Kofi Coburn, which is, uh, for a lot of people, I'm sure, plenty for you to say, okay, well, Illinois is a better team. They didn't have their star, and we're still able to beat what's supposed to be a really good Michigan State team. No-brainer. But when you were watching that game, if you watched that game back then, you'll remember Illinois jumped out to a huge lead early, and Michigan State had to spend a lot of its time just really trying to claw back into things. It wasn't until very late after the comeback had been done that the Spartans were really able to try and get back into the way they wanted to play that basketball game. Now, obviously, that's all in the context of the game, and you got to keep up to be able to win a game at the end, but I do feel like we just didn't quite get the sample size that we were looking for there. Kofi wasn't playing. Michigan State wasn't playing the kind of basketball it wanted to play. It had to play from behind pretty much the whole time. So when you look at that final score and say, oh, well, Illinois won without its best player, against a full-strength Michigan State team? Well, it's not quite exactly as it seems with that final score. I'm interested to see just really how these two teams match up against each other because we didn't get to see that the first time these two teams met. Uh, On the Michigan State side, of course, the question will ring true again. How do the Spartans try to stop yet another dominant big in the Big Ten? Last time we saw this, Michigan State failed to do anything against Zach Eady. Again, Spartans were able to stay in that game. But you could see that if Michigan State had been a little bit better at just denying inside, whenever Purdue got it in there, it was easy buckets 
for either Edie or people around him moving as a result of the gravitational pull he puts on a defense inside. It was easy for Purdue to get buckets when that ball went in there, so I'm interested to see against Coburn. What can Michigan State do? Are they trying to do the same thing? Last time it was really just ball gets inside, you throw a second defender on there, hope he has to kick it out, and you reset. But can they deny a little bit better getting that ball inside to Coburn? Will it be more effective maybe putting that double team on a guy who isn't that 7-4 kind of big that Zach Eady is? I don't know exactly, but that's kind of the biggest question still with Michigan State that needs to be answered, at least in my mind, is how do you defend against the big, physically big stars of the Big Ten and in turn the rest of the country when you get to that NCAA tournament at the end? If Michigan State can do it well, I'm feeling a lot better about the Spartans than I did when I was watching, again, that team play against Purdue. The other big game of the weekend that I'm looking at on Sunday is, of course, Michigan against Wisconsin. Now, in here you have a similar kind of matchup as you did with Illinois and Michigan State. Illinois has that kind of Michigan, <laughs> excuse me, feel to it, with Hunter Dickinson inside and big, big talent supporting him on that perimeter. Wisconsin's more of the Michigan State side, where they don't have a dominant presence inside, and maybe not an answer for the dominant presence inside, but you know with the dynamic scores and the ability and speed that Badgers have, it's going to be an exciting game, and Wisconsin right now playing as one of those top teams, of course, in the Big Ten. So if it's possible for Michigan to come in and pull off yet another upset, they make themselves that more safer in that field of 68. Of course, a loss, maybe they fall back out. I don't of course, have those numbers or an analytics in front of me. Well, we're getting around to the end of February, and while that means college basketball is heating up and everyone loves that, it also means that you may have gotten a little bit off track on that New Year's resolution. And while plenty of people are happy to do it, you end up feeling a little bit bad afterwards. So if you're trying to get back on track or have been going strong and want to make sure it stays that way, you can head on over to BuiltBar.com, no, Built.com, to buy a Built Bar where they have the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. This thing is incredible. The numbers just don't make sense. It's 150 calories or less in each bar while dealing with less than five grams of net sugars or carbs, giving you everything that you want out of the nutrition side of things, but also delivering the taste that you can't find anywhere else. As I said, these protein bars taste like candy bars. They look like a candy bar. I took it out of the packaging and I was expecting to see a whole bunch of crunchy granola stuff, but it, no, 100% chocolate on every bar and it just tastes amazing. Whatever flavor you choose, and they have tons of them coming out new all the time, you're going to find something you can get hooked on. So head on over to Built.com right now. Use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order and get started on Built Bars today. You're going to get hooked. I know it, and it's going to help you lead to not only enjoying being healthy a little bit more. The other big game, Ohio State against Iowa. Now, on paper, this looks like an easy decision for me, which is why it kind of piques my interest. Ohio State playing at home against an Iowa team that really, if you're looking at it just straight up, let's be honest, does not have the same amount of talent that Ohio State does. Keegan Murray is great, but there's a reason why this Hawkeyes team isn't as highly touted as the one that had Luka Garza last season. It was more than just him that Iowa had lost. But the Hawkeyes have been playing themselves into the tournament here. And coming off a loss against Michigan yesterday, you know they're going to be ready to try and rebound and make up for that loss with a quality win on the road right here. So I'm excited to see exactly how Iowa comes out here and also how Ohio State responds to what is sure to be a very ready 
Hawkeye team as we head down the stretch. Ohio State's one of those teams where looking down the schedule, I was thinking, all right, is this something where the Buckeyes could slip up? Is there evidence of this happening before? And aside from Ohio State losing by two points to Rutgers on the road a little bit ago, the Buckeyes have been really kind of flying under the radar as a team that hasn't made that kind of a big mistake yet. I mean, looking at Ohio State's schedule, just what they've had so far this season even, not just in the conference schedule, the losses are against, again, Rutgers, but then a three-point loss to Purdue, you lose to Wisconsin, you lose big to Indiana. I guess that's the most glaring loss on the schedule, but that's still a tournament team that you're losing to. It seems like everybody else in the Big Ten, Purdue obviously has it. Uh, Michigan's had the losses, even though they, they weren't a tournament team before. Wisconsin's lost. Illinois has been losing to teams that that are not tournament teams right now. Aside from that loss to Rutgers a little bit ago, again, Ohio State doesn't have that mistake. They take care of the teams they're supposed to beat, dominating Minnesota, beating Michigan on the road just after they had come off that big win against Purdue, dominating Maryland at home, beating Minnesota handily again, dominating the non-conference schedule. It's a team where they haven't won all the games to put them at the top of the top again. They've lost to Purdue's and the Wisconsin's of the world and still have some big matchups yet to come. But it seems like in a year where everybody's having slip up after slip up here in the Big Ten and the teams are really beating up on each other. Uh, Ohio State, while it has losses, again, the losses are not as glaring as some of the others in the conference. So I'm interested to see on the Ohio State side, can they continue to be that kind of an identity? And on Iowa's side, can they step up, get that bounce back win that, quite honestly, where they're at on the bubble, they still do kind of need to feel really, really safe. If you're an Iowa fan, you're feeling better a lot better than like an Indiana fan is right now, but still not in that super safe zone that you want to be with the Wisconsin's, Illinois, Purdue's, Ohio State's, Michigan State's. That's a look at the games coming up this weekend here in the Big Ten. Again, it's going to be a huge weekend of matchups for us to go over next week. I'm going to be traveling at the start of next week, so we'll have episodes, but they may not be exactly updated with, uh, everything that happens over the weekend. I'm going to be traveling at the end of next weekend, going into the start of next week, only a couple of days, but it, it may not again be exactly right away updated on everything that happens. I might try and get that in along with some pre-recorded stuff at the top, but if you're sitting here listening on Monday and wondering why isn't he telling us about the games over the weekend, it's just I may have recorded before everything wrapped up and didn't want to talk about stuff that hadn't happened yet. So that's where we're at there. Again, shows will still be here. But we will have a little bit of at least a, an actual physical downtime for me here at the start of the week next week. Everything should be up to date, and you really honestly shouldn't notice, except for maybe only that Monday show. I'll be back again then, hopefully with Jay Stevens, if he can record in before I got to get traveling next week here on Locked On Big Ten, as well as with a whole bunch of other people to talk about all sorts of stuff going on at the conference. Until then, hope you enjoy your weekend and enjoyed this episode of Locked On Big Ten.